الحمد لرب نقصنا بمحمد وأنقذنا به من ظلمة وديعجره يا ربي صلي وسلم وبارك على صاحب التاج والمعراج والقلم بدر الدجا ونور الهدى ومسباح الظلم يا أيها المشتاقون لنور جمال صلوا عليه وآله الحمد لله رسبكتد علماء قفاس قراء Brothers, sisters, mothers, today is a beautiful day of Jumu'ah, and if you don't believe me, I just felt like the day before yesterday was Jumu'ah. And these are the signs of Qiyamah to show us that we are nearing the sign of Qiyamah, and you can see the signs, they are just flowing one after the other. If you look in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, all the major signs of Qiyamah are here. Just a few left. And things that we've never imagined to occur are already happening. Like when we read the hadith, there'll be music in the masjid. We thought to ourselves, how will there ever be music in the masjid? Now you can see that every person has a cell phone. And sometimes they forget to put it on silent, and some have these uh, ringtones, and in the middle of your salah it disturbs you, and then you realize the hadith of Rasulullah comes into effect. And the lesson that we take from these things, the coming of the hour, is that what have we prepared for the hour? What have we prepared for the hour? Because according to all Muslims, the main thing that a person has to have and that is weightier than everything is the kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, the point is how do we maintain this la ilaha illallah? This is a key. It opens a door to hidayat. And after this, what do we do? Everybody has to be on the path of five times salah, on dhikr, and with dua. But we find in these past two years, we have just realized that everything is fast-tracked. When they say, here today, gone tomorrow, we never understood. And everybody had this hope of a long life and living to a ripe old age where they can be with their families, where they can be with their children, their grandchildren. Now you're seeing parents burying their children and grandparents burying their grandchildren. So in light of this, Ta'ala has taught us that we have to stick to his deen. And what I've realized looking when I used to go to the graveyard with my father, when I was a small boy, I would look at the, the graves and see that they are very old people and people that were old uncles. We always remember them with white beards and walking sticks. And we remember them sitting on the corner in the masjid on a chair. And now when you go to the graveyard, you see friends. You see people younger than you. You see people that were healthier than you. People that were wealthier than you. They're all sitting. They're all lying in the cover. And they never knew what's going to happen tomorrow. 
end their life got snatched away. There's a hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam which always and always comes to mind. That Badiru bil a'mali Sab'an. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, hasten towards good things before seven things happen to you. So hasten towards doing good deeds before seven things happen to you. Hal tantaziruna, are you waiting illa faqran munsiyan? For such a poverty that will make you forget about remembering Allah. Or ghinan mutghiyan. Or such a wealth that makes you arrogant. You're too busy making money and you forget about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or haraman mufnizan. Or mawtan mujhizan. Or such a sickness that, um, such a sudden death that closes up your uh, book of good deeds that you don't have time to make good deeds. Or mawtan mujhizan. And um, such a sickness that you, even if you want to do good deeds, you cannot do good deeds. How are with Dajjal? Oh, you're waiting for Dajjal. He is the worst of the hidden evils. Oh, are you waiting for the hour? And the hour is absolutely bitter and it's frightening. So, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is giving us seven opportunities and making us realize that we need to continuously do good actions. Because if a person passes away today, nobody worries about them. Before, if someone in the town passes away, everyone is heart sore and it is gloomy and we will think this person used to do this and this and this. Now, with the situation of corona, a person is just a number. If you wake up, you just look at your phone in the morning, you find a mayit notice. And the next day, a mayit notice, and a mayit notice. So you think, oh, this person. And it's just, we've become insensitive towards people dying, failing to realize that one day our name is going to be on that SMS. And people are going to show us the same character that we have shown. It is just human nature that when you get too used to something, then it's a norm for you. Like, before, people you know, shouldn't pass away so often like they are doing now. And you don't um, expect a person to be walking and talking, reading Salah next to you, and the next day he drops dead. So this is showing us that a time has come for us to turn back to Allah. And a Muslim has to spend 24 hours in the obedience of Allah. Now we ask ourselves, how does a person spend 24 hours in the path of uh, in the remembrance of Allah? And many things come to mind, and the person says, "You must sit the whole day and make zikr of La ilaha illallah." But you, you have needs, you have responsibilities, you have to go and work. Everybody has different environments which Allah Subhanahu wa Taala puts them in, and how do they remember Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in that? So. A practical way is a 24 hours in a life of a Muslim. That's with Fajr. For those that have their five times salah in order and have the ability, it's that's with Tahajjud Salah. But we take the remembrance of Allah as reading a hundred times, La ilaha illallah, Allah, 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 and we find that this is our zikr we have done in five minutes for the, for the day and it's done. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't only require that from us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala requires us at every juncture, whatever we are doing, how to do it the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants it. So like a person, if we look at 
ذکر آف اللہ پرسن ویکس اپ ان دا مارننگ الحمد للہ لذی احیانہ ہی آلریڈی ٹوک اللہ الحمد للہ آل فریز ڈیو ٹو اللہ ہوز گیو اس لائف اینڈ دین ہی گیٹ اپ فرام دا بیڈ اینڈ ہی پٹ سی شو آن بسم اللہ بیکاز اے مسلم اسٹارٹ وٹ اینی تھنگ ہی اسٹارٹ وٹ بسم اللہ دین ہی گوز ٹو دا باتھ روم آف کورس دیٹ اے نارمل ہیبٹ اللہ من الخبسی He takes Allah's name again. Already, before he did anything, he took Allah's name three times. Then he comes out of the toilet, Ghufranak, Alhamdulillah. Again, he took Allah's name four times. Then he put uh, his clothes on, Alhamdulillah, Allah's He takes Allah's name. Then he goes to make wudu. And he takes Allah's name, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah. And when he finishes wudu, then... Again. So if you look in a short space of time, without concentration, just doing his daily actions, according to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu he has mentioned Allah's name seven times. Then he goes, of course, if he's early, he will eat. If he's not early, he will leave the house for salah. That is a Muslim. He will leave the house. Bismillah, tawakkaltu ala Allah. He took Allah's name. Bismillah, Allah's name. Tawakkaltu ala Allah. لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله He took Allah's name three times in one dua And then he goes to masjid He reads salah How many times is he taking Allah's name in salah Returning to the house Allahumma inni as'aluka khair al-mawlaji So just looking at this Changing our mindset Our mindset needs to be changed To say this is the command of Allah We have this belief that In order to worship Allah I need to go to masjid Read salah sit there, make zikr for five minutes, and I'm done. And then the life in the masjid and the life outside is two different things. Here we find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanting from us our life in the masjid and our life outside have to be integrated two in one. So that means how we're living our life in the masjid must be lived outside. And what I mean by this is that when you are starting salah, you make Allahu Akbar and You are in the total obedience of Allah, right till you make a salam. So how you are in the total obedience of Allah, like that you have to be in Allah's obedience outside. So outside is also a salah, but of your life, for yourself. So salah, and another word of salah means correction. Reformation to reform yourself. So if you live like this, that means 24 hours you are in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then you come in the house, you make a salam. I'm telling you why I'm speaking of this is because people always looking, are always looking for big things to do. And the success lies in the simple thing. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was a simple person. The sahabas were simple. And they made a difference at home. They made a difference to the people they interacted. And the Prophet's hadith, إِنَّمَا بُعِثْتُ لِأُتَمِّمَ مَكَارِمَ الْأَخْلَعِ Indeed, I have been sent to complete and the most noble of cats. If you ask, uh, Aisha radiallahu anha was asked, what was the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? What was his life? كَانَ خُلُقُهُ الْقُرْآنِ His character was the total embodiment of the Qur'an. If you look at Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he was the epitome of humility. He was humble because there is no room in Islam for arrogance. There is no room in Islam for macho, uh, uh, bravo, bravo behavior. You know, today 
when, uh, especially the men come in the house, they come in with this macho attitude. Where's my food? What? What is wrong with this? Why are the children crying? Why is this not done and that not done? But the moment Allah, a person enters the house and he reads the dua for entering the house, then Allah sends sukoon, peace, Allah sends tranquility, sakina in the house. And if a person doesn't read the dua for entering the house, then shaitan comes and presents all the faults of the house in front of the person. As soon as you enter the house, you're tripping over a toy. Something is burning. The child is crying. Your spouse is there, not changed up. Now you find, what is wrong? The whole day has passed and you have done nothing. That's our normal uh, statement. But you haven't realized that from the morning, the child was sick. The wife cleaned the house, the child messed the house. The wife cleaned the house, the child messed the house. The wife had changed, the child wasn't well. The child uh, spewed on the, on the wife. And the house, something is burning because... The food was cooking and the child was crying. So we fail to realize all these things. And because this is daily life, that's why I'm talking about it. A lot of people want bombastic bayans, but they take no benefit from it. The simple nasiha that we give, we ask everyone that is listening, that we are seeing every person that is on this radio station that is listening today knows someone personally and or a family member that they have lost. So the thing is that whoever broke family ties, go and mend your family ties. Even if it's against you, the person chases you from the house, they don't answer your phone call, you can send a message. Today is the day of Juma. Ask for maaf. People that have wealth, they don't look after their parents. They don't phone their parents. Their parents are like a burden to them. And this is the hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where people will attach themselves to their friends and detach themselves. They'll feel pride in um, uh, know, being known by uh, joining certain friends, but being disgraced by knowing that this is their father and someone mentioning their father and mother. No matter what, Quran says, uf. Don't tell them even a uf. So the success in a Muslim's life is the daily practices. Only when someone, and it's become a normal statement, you know what, it's the life has gone to such an extent that we only meet at weddings and funerals, and now not much weddings anymore, but more funerals. So this is a sad reality. It's no use crying for the person when he died and talking good about him when he died. Send him a small present, a gift, whatever your family has cooked, send for your neighbors. Show akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The small things in life are the big things. And a person always, uh, one person always tells me, my, my kid doesn't listen to me. Uh, I give him everything, you know. But I ask him, how much time do you spend with your kid? He says, I'm so busy. I got no time. But whatever he wants, I give him. So ulama explained that children will not do what you tell them to do. If you tell him, close the door, he'll open the door. If you tell him, put that away, if you tell him, don't eat this, he'll eat this. You see, uh, time to eat food, you ask him to eat food, he doesn't want to eat. He's fasting and he's crying and it's the best of food. Then you walk out, you go outside, you see him, he got sand, he's putting it in his mouth. Why? Children don't do what you tell them to do. They do what you do. 
So people say, people say, do not take your kids to the masjid. Take them for one salah, twice a day. Twice a day, you bring masjid. Take them for one salah, weekend. Make sure you take them for Jumu'ah, they must sit next to you. Because if we look at ourselves, the Islam we are practicing is that which we learnt in Maktab and the one that our parents showed us. We knew on a big night, in the previous days, in the old days, the people weren't so dini inclined because of the situation. So they used to have a shower, but come early from work, go to the masjid on a big night. Sit there, make some zikr, make some Quran tilawat. And today, for us, every single thing we see is bid'ah. But we don't realize that while saying this, we are distancing ourselves away from them. So today, not Ramadan, today, go and save yourself from the guilt and open the Quran. Read Surah Fatiha, read Surah Yasin, bring barakah in your life. And you will see how bright your life is. This Quran is the means of every single problem being solved. And we find a lot of people, they are sad, they are worried, they are stressed, because they think this corona is all around, these sicknesses around, I don't know whether to wear a mask, I'm sanitizing every day. This fear has gotten into them. I know, I personally know of people 40 years, 50 years, they were parbandi in a masjid five times a day, from the day of corona, they're not in a masjid. So read this Qur'an, it will be an anecdote for your problems. Encourage your family, create an environment. That is what Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us. When he used to sit, his daughter used to come. Aisha radiallahu anha used to come. And our anger is just on another level. I'm talking about fathers, mothers, even children. Because when you're sitting in a lockdown, when you're sitting in the house, which we don't go uh, out a lot because of fear of corona. And the moment you hear something about corona, you think your town is safe, then you go to another town, the numbers are high. That's all on the news. So we get stuck to get frustrated with each other. Then we have to bring out the quality of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which was Halim. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was forbearing. Anas radiallahu anhu. And because he's Rabi al-Awwal, Everybody is talking about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anas radiallahu anhu. Uh, Anas bin Malik radiallahu anhu. What he said. Ten years I serve Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ten years, not one day, he even raised his voice of, at me. I never even saw any anger on his face. Neither did he shout me and ask me, why didn't you do this or this? Our own children today, we can't handle them. Why? Because we are not on the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is what we have to do. We have to be on the sunnah of Rasulullah whether we like it or we don't like it. Our book has been sent, Quran, and the Rahmatullah, the guide for the manual of life has been sent, which is Rasulullah. So the manual is there, and the guide is there. It's just for us to take it. If we try to do it on our own, we will never ever be successful. And the, before I leave the deen, the deen is a light. If we walk towards this deen, then every step we take towards this deen, it will get brighter and brighter. And behind us is what? If a light is in front of us, behind us is the shadow. So if you're walking towards the akhirah, our light is brighter. And our path to the akhirah is clearer. Behind us is our shadow, which is the dunya, which will follow us. And if we just turn away from this deen, we turn away from the light of deen and hidayat of Allah, then what happens is, 
every in front of us is our shadow and we're walking every step we take away from the light is darker and darker into dalala into zulumat and our shadow which is the dunya which we are chasing we will never catch and when our time for death comes khasira dunya wal akhirah and i will leave you with a poem and a story a poem says ya man bi dunya ishtaghal wa gharahu tul al amal al maut yati baghtatan wal qabr sunduq al amal wala takun fi ghaflatin hatta dana min kal ajal oh the one who is hankering after the dunya and buzzing yourself with the dunya wa gharahu tul al amal and high hopes and long wishes have deceived you al maut yati baghtatan that death is waiting to grip you and grasp you suddenly wal qabr sunduq al amal and the qabr the grave is a box of action where your actions are going to be uh, weighed there and that is what is going to benefit you and the poet says lastly wala takun fi ghaflatin and do not be unmindful do not be unmindful hatta dana min kal ajal until that your turn comes to you of death so always be in the remembrance of allah with small things we only take our deen to be zikr salah som hajj but we forget that we have huquq al ibad rights of those people we know we got a little our neighbor doesn't have give him something we know someone who in the lockdown they didn't have work they don't have food go and help them if you don't want to do it yourself send someone and then you feel how nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam lived by giving and giving and giving give give allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what he does that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us and he gives us and he gives us and also he forgives us and forgives us and forgives us we are walked into a one beautiful house one day of a person and he got a very beautiful frame that he had it was written there hadha min fadli rabbi this is from the bounty of my lord but under that he forgot to put the following ayat that comes after it liyabluwani ashkuru am asfur allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us everything the best of houses the best of cars the best of everything but hadha min fadli rabbi definitely this is by the bounty of my lord but the next ayat says liyabluwani in order to test me ashkuru am asfur whether i'm grateful or ungrateful so may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who are grateful to allah turn to allah to show gratitude abdi in zakartani zakartu hadith qudsi of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying oh my servant if you remember me i remember you wa in nasitani zakartu and even if you forget me then i still remember you So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always there for us. Let us not lose hope in Allah. Let us not lose hope in Allah. So we can't tell them what is happening around us. The dunya that is moving so fast in the condition. But let us hold. وَعْتَسِمُوا Let us hold firm. بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ Unto the rope of Allah. Unto the deen of Allah. Unto the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because that is where our success lies. And there is a very beautiful story of Imam Ghazali rahimahullah. and i will end with this way he says that what is the life of a human being and we it can't be more apt than today's situation it is like a person that is in a desert or a jungle is running and is running 
and a lion is chasing him. And he's running. He finds a deserted well and he jumps into this well. Falling, he grips onto a like a small branch. And when he holds onto this branch, then he looks up at him. He sees the lion looking down at him. He looks down at him. He sees a big snake with his mouth open looking up at him. He looks to the right, he looks to the left. He finds at the edge of the branch, there is a black mouse and a white mouse. They are eating the branch away, eating away. And he's worried now and he looks and he sees next to him, there is a honeycomb. And he dips his finger and he sucks the honey. And enjoying the sweetness of this honey, he forgets about the lion looking down at him, the snake looking up at him, the black mouse, the white mouse, the condition he is hanging and he's enjoying the sweetness of this honey. Every single person is in this condition today. The lion that is chasing him is molecular mouth. Inevitably, it will get him. And the snake that is looking up at him is the cover which he has to go into with his mouth open. The branch he's hanging on is his lifeline which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him. The black mouse and the white mouse is the black, is the night and the day which is eating his life away day and night. And the honey that he tastes and he sucks is the dunya. When we get involved in this dunya, then we forget about the reality of the akhirah. So, what I am saying is that each and every one of us, we need to introspect. All those that we have wronged, let us ask for maaf. Let us be a better person. And follow the sunnah of Rasulullah All those that we have wronged, let us ask them for maaf. Create a harmonious relationship amongst your family and those that you interact with. And always, before you sleep, clean your heart from all dirt. That you have a peaceful sleep and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make you of those of Jannah. And stick to the Qur'an because this is our lifetime, our manual of life and follow the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. فَمَا كَانَ مِنْ تَوْفِيقٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ وَمَا كَانَ مِنْ خَطَئٍ أَوْ نِسْيَانٍ فَمِنِّي وَمِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ وَالسَّلَامَ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ وَبَرَكَاتُهُ